Isn't it tremendous to, to hear the testimonies, even tonight, to see so many who are committed to God's work, wherever it is. It's, uh, it's just amazing to me. I am so grateful to be a part of a church family that looks at the Great Commission, takes it seriously, uh, decides that it will do whatever it takes uh, to take the gospel to others who have not heard it. That's a wonderful thing. And I tell you, I believe God is pleased with that type of attitude and mentality of a church. Uh, we've seen it over and over in the book of Acts as we've studied the last uh, few months from the book as we've talked about how uh, God takes his good news, his gospel, and he allows it to triumph over every barrier. Whatever comes against it, somehow God's word overcomes that. And it is simply amazing. In just a few moments, we'll stop and commission those who will be gone. Uh, but let me tell you, uh, as we uh, leave this week, and I'll be out for a couple of Sundays. This will be the last sermon I'll preach here for a little bit, for about two Sundays or so. I don't like being gone from you for two Sundays. You'll realize you could have done better. Um, but anyway, uh, I am proud that I'm going to be able to, to go with one of our groups and I know that God is going to take care of you seriously. This coming Sunday, Brother Bert Harper, who works with the American Family Association, he was a longtime pastor up around Tupelo. And sometimes you might hear him on AFR. He'll be here next Sunday during Father's Day. He directs family and marriage ministry and pastoral ministry and other areas for AFA. And I would really encourage you to be here, invite folks to come on Father's Day and hear Brother Bert as he preaches in both of our services. And then um, the week after that, I know, I know you'll love Brother Burt, but I know you already love David Abernathy. So he will be in the pulpit on the 28th that morning preaching to us. And then John Cowling, who works with Rolling Hills and works with David, will be preaching that evening. You're going to be blessed, uh, and I hope that you come. Don't like them more than you like me, but I hope that you're uh, blessed through that. Take your Bibles and turn to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 16. Somebody told me a few moments ago they are timing me. There's going to be a rush for the hot fudge Sundays in just a few moments. So I want to just share briefly with you tonight just, just this simple message of God's open-door policy. An open-door policy that I think we see in the Scripture that God uh, really speaks about concerning missions, concerning going and taking the gospel. Now, those of us who have been studying in this book, we recognize that Paul and and Barnabas had gone off on this first missionary journey. I mean, it was really the, the first true missionary effort of a church. It was based out of the church at Antioch, actually. The church at Antioch sent these two individuals, and they went around in different areas, and they planted churches, and they took the gospel. And that gospel just took hold, and there were communities of faith that, were, that really were expanded because of their work. Well, they had come back to Antioch, and they had... They had shared with them all the great news. Could you imagine that mission night, that mission sharing night, where they heard about all these individuals who had come to faith. Now, they had also heard that there had been difficulty along the way. They had heard that there had been some persecution. They had heard that there had been some roadblocks. But overall, God had taken his message, and the good news had found root in these communities. Well, as things developed, it ended up two missionary teams went out afterwards on a second missionary journey. Paul took Silas, and he headed on. And he, as he went, went around, he found this young man named Timothy. 
and Timothy was brought into the group. And the three of them made this missionary team. And that is the setting we find ourselves in in Acts chapter 16. In verse 6, it says of these three, Paul and Silas and Timothy, it says, Now when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. So passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Now, you've got this missionary team, and basically what they have done is they have started going back in the same kind of areas. Now, they're taking those that they had visited last. They're going back to them first. And they're going around on this missionary journey, going through some of the same ground that they had been through to strengthen the churches and to see how things are going. And as they are going into these different areas, it says that the Holy Spirit prevents them from preaching the gospel. Now, that seems so strange <laughs> that God would close a door but he closes it not only once but the scripture says that he closes a door the door four times phrygia galatia mysia and bithynia in all these areas god just says nope this is not what you were supposed to do so i'm going to give you two truths tonight okay two truths one god closes doors sometimes and he closes doors that none of us, well, none of us can even open. God just closes them. Here, he's on the mission field. He's on the, I mean, a missionary wants to do what? He wants to be about the mission. A missionary wants to be preaching the gospel, wants to be sharing the gospel. And you know the heart of Paul. If you have heard his testimony and if you have seen him as he has gone through different areas, you can hear and see the heart of Paul that whoever he comes in contact with, he wants to know that he leaves them with a testimony of Christ. So here he is going into these areas thinking this is exactly what God would have him to do. And yet the Spirit speaks and says no. Now I can't tell you all the reasoning behind God's actions. I can't tell you why God said no. And you know what? There have been times in my life when God said no. And I can't necessarily explain all the reasons behind it either. But there are some doors that God will not open. There are some doors that God will close. And it doesn't matter how hard you push against it. It will not open. In those moments, in those moments, we have to... We have to submit ourselves to God and simply say, God, you're sovereign. <laughs> you know more than we do. Your ways are higher than ours. Your thoughts are higher than ours. And God, if that's what you've called us to do, if you have closed this door, God, we just pray that you would show us where you would have us to go. It's not always fun when God says no, though, is it? It's not always fun when God says, you can't do this. I mean, there have been several times in my life where I felt like, yes, this is what I want to do. 
You ever been there before? I mean, you made your list. You would like to do these things. You would like to be in these places. You would like, I mean, come on. Who wouldn't want to pastor in Orlando, Florida, right next to Disney World, huh? I mean, there are some places that you would say, this is where I would want to be. This is where I would want to go. This is where, God, I want to be used. And there are times God says, okay. I mean, there are times. Now, not every open door, or let me say this, not every opportunity is of God. And we have to be careful about that. I know many of us in our lives, when we face a decision, sometimes what we pray, and I've been there before, I've simply prayed, God, if this is not your will, close the door. You've done that, haven't you? I have. And it's good. I think it's fine to do. God, just close the door. Just say, this is not your will. And say it so clearly that I can hear you and that I can understand. Now, there's sometimes God doesn't speak as loudly as we would like for him to. But God has a way of showing us his open door as opposed to just a simple opportunity that comes along. Again, God closes so many doors. I've seen it on mission trips. I've seen it in churches' lives. I've seen it maybe in a, in a ministry I wanted to start in a church where I thought this was what we need to do. I mean, we need to be ministering in this way, in this time. And I mean, get started on it and I just push it. And then all of a sudden I just see God say, no. This is not for you right now, and this is not for your church right now. It's a great thing, but it's not my thing. A few weeks ago, I, I wrote an article in the tidings. And uh, the two of you that read it, you'll remember. I'm sorry, it just hurts my feelings when you tell me you don't read it. And some of you do that every now and then. But the two people who read it, I talked about the God things versus the good things. And a lot of us are called to do good things. We're all called to do good things. But there's so many good things in the world. For you as an individual and for me, and also as a church. Do you know all the things we could be involved in? All the ministries. And, and, and you know how many opportunities we have that will come across my desk or one of the other staff members' desk of things we could be involved in. And they're good things. But we pray for discernment. God, we don't want to do just the good things. We want to do the God things. And God, we pray that you would open the door to us to the God things. To those that are going to have the most effectiveness for your kingdom. God, open the door for the things that we're going to really make a difference in. Not just simply for doing good. But God, for doing your will for doing the good news business that you've called us to. In these areas, four different areas, God said to him, no. No, no, no. We kind of feel like that, some of us who are going on the hungry trip right now. We've made several adjustments where we thought we were going to this place and we thought we were going to take care of this and this was what we were going to do and 
You know, we had all of our plans and you got to believe God said no. Not many mission trips I've been on where they where things went exactly the way we thought. Right? But God will close a door. And let me say this. When he closes a door, he will close it with a purpose. Because he is about to open another door. At least for this missionary team. Notice it says, Paul, Silas, Timothy. They experienced God just stopping them. Not permitting them to go into these areas. And then verse 9. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. So they've received all of these no's, all of these closed doors. God had closed those doors, and it didn't matter what they were going to do, it would not open. But in the midst of that, God demonstrated himself clearly. He manifest his will to his missionary team. And within this vision of a Macedonian man calling for the help of these missionaries, God demonstrated an open door. Because get this, God opens doors that no human individual can close. You see, God will close doors that none of us can open, but he'll open doors that no man can close. And this is an open door, no doubt. And I love the way God communicates this. He communicates it in such a way that there is absolute confidence on Paul's part that this is what God wants him to do. Now, see, that is what we do, what we pray for. As we mentioned a moment ago, we pray that God would clearly demonstrate his will and his purpose and his plan for us. Again, look at this world, right? Look at this world. It, is, it has so many possibilities and it has so many opportunities. And I know, again, using discernment of where we go and where we invest our resources and, 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 and how we are to be used. I mean, there's so many different places. Uh, the other day as we were looking across... Um, the sinned cities from, from Nahum as we were looking across those things and Nahum had contacted us and said we might be able to have another opportunity next year to do some things and trying to discern where it would be. Even in that list, there were like 28 plus, like 35 church, uh, cities. I mean, we all of them are deserving, right? All of them are. But my prayer would be, where would you have us, God? Because we're not in this alone. We're just to do what we are to do through the power and the work of the Spirit. And as we join with other churches, remember Temple Baptist Church is not the only church. As we join with other churches, we can see His glory displayed among our nation and among the nations. So God, what would you have us to do? What is our part? And would you communicate it clearly? Now, I'm not telling you that on Sunday morning, I'm praying up a vision for us as far as like God just opening the ceiling and saying, this is what we're going to do. 
But I do believe God speaks just as clearly today to us as we pray, as we take his word and read it, and as his Holy Spirit impresses upon us where we should be. Because what we want is an open door. An open door that will bring with it effectiveness. That will bring with it the power of God so that we can accomplish our task. Now, I don't know if some of you have maps in the back of your Bible or maybe you've got a map at home you can look at when you get back. But you ought to look at the map. It really is intriguing when you look at the map of Paul's travels. And to look where he is at Troas. And to see how God is calling him to go to Macedonia, to this Greek type of area. Now, this is going to be a faith journey for Paul. Because get this, this is going to be new ground. This is going to be an area that has not been evangelized Remember, he had been through these other areas, and that's what he thought he was doing. He was just going to go back to the other places he had already been. Now, he might have hit some other areas along the way, but his plan was go back to the churches that he had been to. Familiarity, maybe even some comfort level in that. that it's always good, isn't it, to be able to kind of go back. I've been to Nicaragua several times. And now, I, I remember the first time I was scared to death. Now, still, when I'm in a car with somebody driving in Nicaragua, I'm still scared to death. But other than that, I kind of feel at home now. Some of you have been down there several times. You're in the compound. You're with people you know and the familiarity, and it just seems like you're at home. And that's great. That's wonderful. But sometimes God says to us, Try something else. Go to another place. Get out of your comfort zone and go to a place that may be very foreign to you. And that's what God is calling this team of missionaries to do. To go to a place that really has not been touched at all for the gospel. Go to an area that they are unfamiliar with. Go to an area where the gospel needs to take root. And they hear it so clearly. Come over to Macedonia and help us. Notice verse 10. Now, after he had seen the vision, immediately, immediately, we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. They heard God's word, and they immediately committed themselves to obedience. Now, if you notice, this is one of these, what we call we sections in the book of Acts. Because not only will Paul and Silas and Timothy be going, but obviously they picked up Dr. Luke. Dr. Luke. Who may, who may have even left his practice, if you will. Who may have left his job as a physician in this area and now he is taking his giftedness along with the gospel of Christ to Macedonia and now the missionary team goes the four of them 
responding in obedience. What is God most pleased with in our lives? Well, he's most pleased with obedience. If you want to please him, obey. If you want to delight God, if you will, obey. Do what he calls you to do, no matter what. Isn't that what we heard from Abraham and his testimony this morning? Obedience and how God was pleased with that. It doesn't matter whether you're in the Old Testament or you're in the New Testament. The only way to please God is faith and obedience. And when he calls you, even if he's calling you in a mission opportunity, wherever it is, it may be across the street to your neighbor. It may be to Los Angeles. It may be to Hungary. It may be wherever. If he calls you to that and he opens the door for you and empowers you to go, then immediately do what he calls you to do. Obey. That is God's word. And that is the open door. I say again, when he opens a door, no one can close it. That's going to be about three weeks. Three weeks from now? No. We're not having service on July 5th that evening, are we? Do you mean you're going to have to wait a month to hear the rest of the story? But I would think on July 12th we'll have just as many people in here. Because, my friends, the rest of the story is extraordinary. Don't have time to work through it tonight, but you come back in about a month. You'll remember. And I want you to see how the testimony of Christ, the gospel, changes life after life. After a life, as it touches individuals in Macedonia, in Philippi, it is a tremendous testimony of God's power and His work in people's lives. Why? Because God opened the door, God had the hearts prepared, He knew what was going to happen, He knew these were the individuals that needed. To hear the message at that moment, at that time. And he allowed these individuals to come to a saving knowledge of his son. It is wonderful. Read it. Get ready for it. And let's pray that God would continue to give us open doors wherever we are. And that he would direct us and guide us to those areas where we can make a difference for the gospel. Let's pray. Father. We pause tonight. We thank you. First, we thank you uh, for the spirit that we sense within our congregation right now. A spirit of unity, a spirit of purpose. Lord, a spirit that is committed to your mission and to your work. Thank you for that. And Lord, continue to nurture it in our midst. And God, tonight, in this place, collectively as a body of believers, we do pray that you would give us wisdom and discernment, that you would impress upon our hearts, not just one individual, not just the pastors, not just the staff, but that you would impress upon all of our hearts here tonight. Lord, those areas that you would call us to specifically, Lord, we pray that you would open the door that you would have for us to walk through. 
God, that you would empower us, strengthen us. Because, Lord, our heart is, our heart tonight is to obey you and to see others to come to a saving knowledge of you. Lord, we love you tonight. And we pray during this invitation, even now, those of us who are maybe going on missions, that we'd deal with you and that we would confess our sin, that, Lord, you would that you would clean this vessel tonight. You would clean who we are so that, Lord, you can use us most effectively this week. God, for all of us in this place who are missionaries, you've called us all to be missionaries where we are. God, prepare our hearts. Give us a concern and a burden for lost people and lead us and guide us. We pray it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand tonight?